Hey, it's Claire Donnelly. Today on FAQ City, we're playing the name game. The name game. Shirley, 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 Bo Burley, Bonana, Fanna, Bo Burley, Fifine, Merley, Shirley. The Charlotte neighborhood name game, that is. How did places like Elizabeth, Dilworth, or Cherry get their names? What about Barclay Downs, Eastover, or Chantilly? We're taking it back to this 2018 episode from WFAE's Nick Delacanal to find out. So today we're at the very trendy Smelly Cat Coffee House in Noda, and here along with me is Summer Cook. She's a Charlotte resident who wrote into us recently. How are you, Summer? Doing well, you know, for a Monday. Not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell me about this question that you sent in. So I was curious about how all these neighborhoods in Charlotte got their names. Dilworth. Wilmore. Westerly Hills. Sardis Forest. There's so many of them. Um, Plaza Midwood was the one that really stuck out to me because it doesn't seem to have any reason as to why it's Plaza Midwood. Well, today we're going to try to get through as many Charlotte neighborhoods as we can, although there is no way we are going to get through all of them. In fact, we couldn't even figure out how many neighborhoods there even are in Charlotte. The city estimates well over a thousand, if you include apartment complexes and other micro-communities. Anyway, joining us to take on this question today is the very knowledgeable Tom Hanchett. I'm a community historian in Charlotte. And he's done extensive work documenting the history of Charlotte's neighborhoods. I asked him if he could take us back to the very beginning. What would he say was our first neighborhood? Well, for a long time, Charlotte was contained within what's now the I-277 belt loop. And within that, there were kind of neighborhoods. Fourth Ward is a historic district today that that harks back to the 19th century. But the, the way we think of neighborhoods now really begins with Dilworth. The story of Dilworth begins in the 1890s with a guy named Edward Dilworth Lotta. He was a salesman originally born in South Carolina. Like a lot of Charlotteans, he was not from around here. He came here, um, opened a, a, a men's haberdashery, which was a men's clothing store. Um, did real well, evidently. Hooked up with some local folks, built a um, pants factory um, down in, in, the building is still there in South End. It's part of the um, Lance um, complex, the historic Lance complex. Uh, most of it's from the 1920s, but some of it in the back there is uh, Edward Dilworth Lattice Pants Factory. And he got wealthy enough to wind up with 400 acres of land just a little south of the city. Then he worked with Thomas Edison, yes, that Thomas Edison, to install the city's first electric streetcar, which would carry people to his new neighborhood and park, both named for him. He was a real humble guy, Hanchett says. As the streetcar lines began snaking their way through and around the city, more new neighborhoods began popping up. There was Elizabeth, Cherry, Wilmore. They're often named for a person who was involved in the development in some way or another. For example, Wilmore was, the, I think, the Wilson and Moore families who owned that land. Elizabeth, Charlotte's only neighborhood name for a woman, is named for Aunt Elizabeth Watts. Her family founded a Lutheran college for women in Charlotte. It was on the site where Presbyterian Hospital is today. The historic African-American neighborhoods of the time included Cherry, just south of Uptown. Named for the cherry trees that grew in that area. Also Washington Heights, named for Booker T. Washington, and McCrory Heights, named for an early president of Johnson C. Smith University, the Reverend H. L. McCrory. He's also the one who developed the neighborhood. 
and one of the last streetcar suburbs to be built was the Grand Myers Park. Lined with mansions and stately oak trees, it took its name from the wealthy Myers family, which began developing the area. But around this time, by the 1910s or so, there were big changes afoot, not the least of which was a new technology called the automobile. Coming up, how the car ushered in our modern-day neighborhoods. Stick around. That's after this short break. Hey there, Claire Donnelly here. FAQ City is powered by your curiosity. Over the past few years, we've explored a decommissioned bunker, tracked down the best tacos, and even met a five-foot underground banking robot named Smash. And that's all thanks to your questions. So tell us, what do you wonder about the Charlotte region? Perhaps it's about a street name, a statue, a local business, or an old folktale. Submit your questions now on wfae.org slash city, and make sure to keep up with our future adventures by subscribing to the FAQ City podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, NPR One, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back, and we're going to fast forward to the end of World War II. This is when the country had a big need to create affordable, mass-produced neighborhoods to house all of the returning veterans. Among the big Charlotte developers to take on this job were John Crosland, Charles Irvin, and the Marsh family. And as these developers were producing more and more neighborhoods, they had to figure out how to name them. If you named every neighborhood in Charlotte built by John Crosland, Crosland, or John, or relatives, you know, most of Charlotte would have one neighborhood to name. (laughs) Um, they, They just really quickly outstripped the possibility of naming stuff personally after somebody who was involved in the the creation of the neighborhood. And so I think marketers also got into it as it got more industrial. Um, You must have had somebody in a marketing office going, let's call it Montebello. Uh, (laughs) Let's call it Forest Oaks. How about Forest Oaks Pines? How about Forest Oaks Pine Springs? Yeah, it seems like a lot of the names that these developers came up with have to do with um, like woods or oaks or trees. Oh, we wanted to go out in the country. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was the ideal. Um, now that we all had our country squire station wagons, we wanted a ranch house out in the, the out in the wilds. We actually ran the numbers. There are more than thirty neighborhoods in Charlotte with some reference to trees or woods in the name. Think Beverly Woods, Sardis Woods, Arbor Glen, Oak Forest, Double Oaks. Hey, Charlotteans just really like their trees. Okay, also hills and springs and fields. Over time, however, many neighborhoods have actually forgotten their original names. Maybe the signs fell down or people just lost track after a while. And that brings us to Plaza Midwood, which our question asker Summer was interested in. You may not know that the area is actually made up of several smaller suburbs that all used to have different names, but by the 70s, a lot of them had faded away. Then, when the city announced plans to build a highway through the area, all the surrounding neighbors in that area banded together to have it stopped. And as they were organizing, they decided to pick a new name. And people remembered Midwood because it was the last of the suburbs in that area that had been developed. And people knew the plaza because it was a big, wide, four-lane street with a median. It's real beautiful. And so, how about Midwood Plaza? Doesn't sound right. How about (laughs) Plaza Midwood? 
And so Plaza Woodwood became Plaza Midwood. You know, even today, the city is approving dozens of new developments every year. I asked if, like, the city has any rules for naming them. Nicole's story with the city's community engagement team says, really, it's all up to the developers. The city does not perform any review of those proposed subdivision names. That said, there is a joke among city workers that new neighborhoods are getting named after whatever they replace. Like Old Farm or Big Oak or (laughs) something along these, these ways, Pine Forest. But tastes might be changing. Hanchett says he's been picking up on a new trend among Charlotte neighborhoods. Fascinating today that people with money and choice, a lot of them, are choosing to move inward. They're looking for higher densities because what we realized was that bringing a lot of people together, you get a lot of cool stuff going on. Today, I think we are seeing a change in what we consider a good neighborhood. Yeah, people seem to value walkability a lot more and less so right. less like being able to drive places i guess right. and you can see that in the names i hadn't thought about this till now but the the hot new development in the area of dilworth is called the rail yard <laughs> gritty urban industrial <laughs> it's in south end which has neither woods nor springs in its title it'd be interesting 20 years from now looking back and see if we see a widespread change in the way neighborhoods get named. Well, stay tuned. We'll have to wait and see. Thanks to Nick Delacanal for producing that great episode. If you want to go even deeper into Charlotte neighborhood history, there's lots of good information at the Historic Landmarks Commission. Find them at landmarkscommission.org. And if you've got a question about Charlotte's history, people, or just strange things you see around town, let us know. Submit your question at wfae.org slash faqcity, and we might search for an answer on an upcoming episode. Until next time, I'm Claire Donnelly.